Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All the time. In the good times, in the bad times, the easy times, the hard times, God is good. Amen. At any moment, at any second, at the twinkling of an eye, he can change your whole world. Praise God. What a privilege it is to serve the living God tonight. Amen. What a privilege it is to know the truth. Did not he keep his word to us? He kept his word to us. Yes, he did. He said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. He has kept his word to us. We are a free people tonight. Amen. We're not under no bondage of no organization, no denomination. We're not under the bondage of no government, no thought thinking, no socialist thing. Come on, somebody. We're a free people tonight to worship our God in spirit and in truth. Amen. He's kept every promise that he said he would do. He said he'd heal us. He said he would save us. He said he would send us Elijah. He said he would give us the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. He said he'd never leave us, nor would he forsake us. Praise God. Oh, my. He needs to be president. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Well, hallelujah. God bless you richly. If you have your Bibles and not turn with us to the book of Exodus, we want to read from Exodus chapter 3 and verse 12. And we trust the Lord will just bless you richly tonight. Just a simple little evangelistic thought, but we trust it will be a, a blessing to you. I certainly enjoyed looking at it last night and we just trust that we can bring it the way I, I saw it when we were studying it. I just... Pray the Lord to help us. But Exodus chapter 3 now, verse 12. If you got a need tonight or you're sick or maybe you're worried about something, I'd just give it to him if I was you. He's, he's certainly more able to handle it than we are. Amen. Amen. I heard the testimony about the young girl getting up and walking after the accident. And I tell you, when that happens to your family, that's... Brother, the roof does come off the house. I'll just never forget when we brought Jessica home from the hospital. and What a wonderful day that was. Amen. Especially when they tell you you'd never bring her home. Amen. Yes, he is all the time. Exodus 3, verse 12. Glory. And he said, certainly I will be with thee. And this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon this mountain. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel and say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thou shalt say unto the children of Israel, I am he that sent unto you. And God said moreover unto Moses, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, hath sent me unto you. And this is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say unto them, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob appeared unto me, saying, I have surely visited you and seen that which is done to you in Egypt. Amen. And if he saw it in Egypt, he sees it in Laodicea. Amen. And I have said, I will bring you up out of the, of the affliction of Egypt unto the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Pezzarites and the Hevites and the Jebusites unto a land flowing with milk and honey. 
They shall hearken to thy voice, and thou shalt come, and thou and the elders of Israel unto the king of Egypt, and ye shall say unto him, The Lord God of the Hebrews has met with us, and now let us go. We beseech thee three days' journey into the wilderness, that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. Verse 19, And I am sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go. No, not by a mighty hand. But that'll change. And I will stretch out my hand and smite Egypt with all my wonders which I will do in the midst thereof. And after that, he will let you go. And I will give this people favor in thy sight of the Egyptians. And it shall come to pass that when you go, you shall not go empty. But every woman shall borrow of her neighbor and of her that sojourneth in her house jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment. You shall put upon them, upon your sons and upon your daughters, and ye shall spoil the Egyptians. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. I want to speak tonight for just a few minutes on the provided garment. Oh, Lord God, what a privilege it is to bow our heads into your presence, for there is no God like you. And Lord, I am so grateful that this is not a Walt Disney story that we read, Lord, some mythical made-up story, God. But it is something that happened many years ago. But the same God who made it happen then, Lord, you're the same God that reigns upon our hearts tonight. And we love you and we worship you, Lord. Thousands of years has not weakened you, dear God, nor has it affected your mind that you have forgot your promises, for you will keep every promise that you made to your children for this, dear God. We have the assurance and we can hang our souls upon. Then, Lord God, when we look into your word and see that you are our healer and you are our deliverer, then, Father God, without hesitation, we can proclaim I am healed and I am delivered because I serve the living God who has the ability to do that which he says he will do. Lord, I pray tonight, may your word strike home in every heart and may faith of each heart rise tonight, dear God, to receive that which has been provided for us, Lord, a garment, Lord, that will take a body change in our bodies into the presence of our King. We love you tonight, Lord, and we commit these needs of these prayer requests into your hands, Lord. May every one of them, Lord God, be a good report for thy glory. Lord, you see our precious brother Lewis, Lord, may your spirit move for him, dear God, and by the rising of three sons, may the pneumonia be gone from his body, for we ask it humbly in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Bless your people now, dear God, we pray in Jesus' name. And the bride says, Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you, buddy. Praise God. Now, we find here in our scripture reading this evening... We find Moses in the presence of the burning bush and God is telling Moses of what it is and why it is that he's got him up there. He said, I have seen the cry of my people and I am come down to deliver them. You see, God promised them that they would be able to worship him that, they, that he would give them a land where they could worship him in spirit and in truth, where they could serve him, where he would be their God, and that they would be his people. That was a promise that he gave them through the father Abraham. Amen. And it reminds me of the book of Hebrews, of the Hebrews of faith, where it says they all died in faith, but they were all looking for a country. Hebrews eleven sixteen says it this way, but now they desired a better country. That is, and that heavenly where God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. 
And it reminds me that I believe tonight that the God has got more heroes, more heroes than what we read here in, in chapter 11 of the, of the book of faith there in Hebrews. But I believe that God has heroes on the earth tonight, that God has got a people on the earth tonight. I'll say I believe God's got a people in Elizabeth and Tennessee tonight that God's not ashamed to say I am their God and they are my people and I will bring them to the land that I promised that I would give unto my people. I believe that tonight. Amen. I'm not ashamed to be, a, be identified with them. I am their God and they are my people. Now, I want you to notice tonight the ingredients for this exodus. When God was bringing his people out, the first exodus, what God did bringing his people out. Now, he remember, he never changes his pattern. What God done the first time, he'll do time after time after time again. If God ever healed one man on the basis of his word, he will heal every man who comes to him on the basis of the same thing. Because God does not change his pattern. You know, Abraham never saw God. He, he, he saw him in many forms. How did every time that he saw God in different forms, he recognized it was God? Because he identified God by his characteristics, knowing that the characteristics of God never changes. And when God got ready to judge Ethan, the first he made a preparation. And what did he do the first time? He never changes the order of it. The first time, what did he do? When he made the preparation, he sent them a prophet with a message. So we're going to look at the pattern now of bringing the people out of Egypt under the first exodus. The first thing that God done, he sent them a prophet with a message. Amen. Amen. Now, he never changes his order. See, now watch what the prophet says now. The next thing he done, he identified this prophet. He sent a pillar of fire to identify the prophet. Amen. To thoroughly identify the prophet as the one sent from God. And the third thing that God done, bringing his people out of bondage, he sent a prophet, he sent a pillar of fire, and he gave them a token. Oh, my God. That's exactly right. Now, down in Egypt, there was a predestinated people that God had promised them, I will give you a land flowing with milk and honey, and I will bring you to a place where you can serve and worship me. But now, here we find four Hundred years later, 400 years of slavery, 400 years of bondage. Can you imagine what their clothes look like? I'm sure they didn't go to JCPenney's every other weekend and buy new garments. They probably used flower sacks, whatever they could use to provide a garment to cover their self in. 400 years of bondage. How the clothes must have been tattered. How they must have been worn. And 400 years of physical, and not only physical, but mental abuse. 400 years. They had slave mentality. They thought like slaves. They were beaten down. They were in despair. They were in bondage. Their backs were whipped daily. How many days did they walk around with new stripes on their back? How many of their women was abused and mistreated by the Egyptians? Come on, somebody. They wasn't painting pictures of flowers down there in Egypt. They were slaves to the Egyptians. And they did with them whatever they desired to do. And 400 years of abuse, 
of praying for a deliverer that seemed like would never come. How many times have you prayed for something that it seems like it's never been answered? Come on, somebody. So you see, for, I'm just trying to lay this out, 400 years of bondage and abuse and slavery. And no doubt, day in and day out of this abuse, never feeling like a chosen people. Okay, turn in Exodus 3. <laughs> just, <laughs> just start over. <laughs> but you see, they were fixing to go into the presence of their God. And in order to go into the presence of their God, they would have to have a new garment. Remember, you said, what are you talking about? Remember Genesis 41, 14, when Pharaoh sent and called for Joseph. And they brought, Joseph was in the prison house, down in the dungeon. And they brought him hastily, the Bible said. They brought him hastily out of the dungeon. And he shaved himself and changed his garment. Huh? And he came into the presence of Pharaoh. Amen. Prison clothes is all right when you're in a prison. But when you're summoned into the presence of a king, you need a new garment. Amen. Oh, Hallelujah. God said, I'm going to change their thinking before I change their garments. I'm going to remind them 400 years of bondage. But I've come, Moses. I have come down to remind them I am their God. 
God and I remember my promise and I'm going to show them after 400 years of abuse, I'm going to let them know just how valuable they are to me. For I will destroy Egypt for my people. I will split a Red Sea for my people. I will take bitter water and make it sweet for my people that they may know their worth in my eyes. They will know. They will know they are not Laodiceans. Hallelujah. They will know they are not slaves. That Israel is my son. Oh, friends, I tell you, we spend so much time looking on Facebook and looking on this and looking on that. We need to spend more time looking into the word and let it remind us of who our God is and what our promises are and what he said he was going to do for us. Amen. To do what? To change our thinking, to get us away from this Laodicea atmosphere. Amen. You need to get into the word and just see how valuable you are to God. Amen. Moses told Pharaoh all that God would do in Exodus eleven seven. Said, but against any of the children of Israel, listen to what he's telling him. But against any, but against any of the children of Israel shall not a dog Move his tongue against man or beast that you may know how that the Lord, the Lord doth put a difference between the Egyptians and Israel. Hallelujah. So God sent them a prophet to change their thinking, to give them God's thoughts concerning them. Are you hearing me tonight? God sent them a prophet in the first exodus. God sent them a prophet to tell them what God thought of them. Oh my. To change their thinking. Don't think like a Laodicean. Don't think like a Baptist. Don't think like a Presbyterian. Don't think like a Pentecostal. But think like God thinks. For he said in Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the thoughts I think towards you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Who's expected end? What God thought about us. What God said would happen to us. What God said he would do for us. God will bring us to that place. Amen. If God doesn't bring us to that place, he's not God. Because God don't lie. I told Moses, when you bring these people out, you shall worship me upon this mountain. And God's thinking, they were already on the mountain. And if you can ever grasp it tonight, in God's thinking, you have already raptured. I think it's died again. In God's thinking, you have already raptured. You say, how can you say that? Because did not he say in his word, I will not lose a one of them? Hallelujah. I'll not lose a one. Listen to me, little buddy. Don't worry about missing the rapture. God's got it all in control. God will take care of you. Hallelujah. God knows exactly what we need and when we need it and how to bring it and how to reveal it and how to fire us up. Amen. 
Oh, glory to God. Now, I want you to know tonight, we are coming to the place that God had of us in his thinking. The prophet said, what was once God's great, mysterious secret in his mind? A great, mysterious secret in his mind. What was once in his mind? It ain't there no more. It was there, but it ain't there no more. Well, if it ain't there no more, where is it at? Where is this great secret at? It was once in his mind. What was once this great secret in God's mind? Well, if it ain't there, where is it at? Where is the secret at? What was once God's great secret, God's great mysterious secret in his mind is now put in the hearts of the believers. Where is it at? It's in you. It's in me. You are the manifestation of the great mysterious secret that God had in his mind. You mean me? Yes, you. What was once God's great secret in his mind before the foundation of the world is now made manifest. Manifest means to be made known. Where is it made known at? In you. That ought to make you shout. Here's another one of God's thoughts about you. Here's what God told the prophet to say about you. You are. Who's he talking to? You. You are. Not will be, not could be, not hope so. You are the pure, virtuous, sinless bride of the Son of the living God. Every man and woman that's born of the Spirit of God, washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, and believes every word of God, stands as though they never sinned at the first place. You are perfect. You are perfect. The blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. And the blood speaks better things for me than I can ever speak of myself. It's not what I think. It's not what I say. It's what my father has already said. And I'm just saying what my daddy said. Oh, God, thank you for that, Lord. Remember, there's only one form of eternal life. Then how can there be eternal hell? There can't be. To have to be an eternal hell, you'd have to have eternal life. If you got eternal life, you won't be in hell. Thank you. There's only one form of eternal life. And even, oh God, even our names and our thoughts were with God. Brother Rob, our names was with God. Before there was ever a molecule, before there was ever a star, before there was ever an angel. My name, your name, was with God. Your thought, God thought of you. And even your name, the color of your eyes, the color of your hair, the color of your skin. God saw it. 
God knew it and he wrote it in his book and the book this book is the expression of what he had in his mind amen because now we possess eternal life and to be that we have to be a part of God so we have to be as much as his thoughts because we have eternal life and was predestinated to this life predestinated to this life why are you a message believer I was predestinated for this life our names were put on the Lamb's book of life before the foundation of the world according to revelations now God had us in his thinking God had us in his thinking and we have eternal life you see, when I know that that old building down in Jonesburg, Tennessee, on December the 21st, 1981, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, when I knelt behind that old door there by myself and I called on God, you know what God said? He didn't say, I wonder who that is. You know what he said? There he is. <laughs> there he is. That name matches this name right here. That's him. There he is. There's his blue eyes. There's his black hair. Amen. <laughs> Oh, glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. God had us in his thinking. Then we have eternal life because then he spoke us and we come into existence. He spoke us and we come into existence. So that must mean I'm the spoken word of God. He spoke us and we came into existence. And a word is just a thought manifested. God had us in the beginning in his thoughts. Lord Jesus, we may be hated by the world, but we're loved by the Father. Now, I'll tell you right now, if I had a choice to be either hated by the world and loved by the Father or hated by the Father and loved by the world, I believe I'll take the one by the Father if that's all right with you all. Hello? We're hated by the world, but we're loved of the Father. Help us, dear God. Help these people that each of them, Lord, that thy blessings will rest upon them. Let us go beyond the count now. Let us go beyond our own thinking. Let us go by the thinking of God. And the Bible said, let the mind that was in Christ be in you. So let us think his thoughts, not our own thinking. Not our own thinking. I see my weaknesses. I see my failures. But God don't see them. They're hid under the bleach of his blood. It's not what I think about myself. It's what he thought about me. Amen. Amen. Now in this great exodus, God is not going to let his people leave Egypt as slaves. He is not going to let them go in an exodus dressed like slaves. God said, you ain't slaves. Tell him, Moses. Tell him, I didn't come to steal his slaves. Tell him, Moses, Israel is my son. I didn't come for slaves. I came for my children. And God ain't coming for Laodicea slaves. He is coming for his people who is called by his name. For the family of God's name is Jesus. Hallelujah. He's coming for the family name. Amen. Israel is my son. And I'm going to provide for you garments. I'm going to provide for you a garment that's fit 
for an exodus. I'm not just going to change your thinking, but I'm going to change your dress. And he told Moses, and I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And it shall come to pass that when you go, you shall not go empty. I want the devil to know right now, we are not defeated. We will never be defeated. We are not unarmed. We are not underarmed. Come on, somebody. We are not underarmed. We are not short on sea rations. We are not short on combat equipment. God has equipped us for this journey. God has equipped us for this rapture. Come on, somebody. We're not leaving here as orphans. We're not barely getting out of here. But I say to you, when we leave, we will not leave empty. Every devil will know that we're the bride of Jesus Christ. Every devil will be under our and the world will know that Jesus Christ lives because he lives in his people. Oh, hallelujah. I don't understand these people. It's got the idea that the bride is an orphan, that she's weak and defeated and got no power. And we ain't got no joy. As Brother Jill said, woe is he, me. I don't know where they get that at. You'll not find it in here. I don't know what book they're reading, but it ain't this book. I'm not barely holding on. I'm holding out. I'm holding I go out. Amen. Got no power. Ain't got no joy. It's nonsense. That's what the devil wants you to believe. The devil wants you to believe your prayer ain't no good. The devil wants you to believe your walk's not good enough. But God said in Isaiah 61, 3, God said, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, that the people of God would be given the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Now, friends. Unless you've been somewhere on some island, you'll have to admit we have never lived in such a time of press that we're in right now at this moment with this pandemic and the heaviness that's upon the people. Depression at an all-time high. Suicide at an all-time high. Drug addiction at an all-time high. Amen. So they can't get it illegally. They'll just get a prescription or CBD or something, you know, just something to try to deal with the heaviness. Well, that didn't go over too good. <laughs> but to give a garment of praise, a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And that heaviness means dull, dim, colorless, gray, gray, like an old gray sky, gloom and doom and dull and blood. But I will give them a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they might be called trees of righteousness. Why would God, Brother Eddie, why would God ever, Brother Brad, why would he ever identify his people as trees of righteousness? I was thinking about that. And then I thought the last great windstorm that we had and how those trees in the backyard moved with the wind. 
They bent with the wind and I thought, that's right. God made us like trees to move with the mighty rushing wind. When the spirit of God moved, the bride like a tree, she just moves with the spirit. She just moves with the wind. We don't drive stakes. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he might be glorified. We don't have to set beat down. We don't have to set discouraged. God said, he gave me a garment of praise. In this time of heaviness, in this time of weariness, I just need to change my garment. I just need to put on a garment of praise. What is a garment of praise? What is a garment? It's your protection. Don't you understand? Protection. A garment is your protection. When you start praising God, it creates a barrier around you. Hallelujah. That the heaviness and the gloom and the despair cannot break through the praise. Oh, God. I can hide myself in praise. When your back's against the wall, just praise his name. When you feel you can't go on, just raise your hands and say, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. And you can praise the hurt away. Hallelujah. You can hang your gate of praise and step right into the presence of God. For the Lord, oh, thank you, Lord. For the Bible says God inhabits the praise of his people. And when you praise him, he'll sure come on the scene. He's given us a garment of praise. When the world is crying, we can be shouting. Oh, I wish I was 22 again. You know, I left the house tonight. You know what I did? I got a change of clothes. It's back there in my bag. I put it in my bag in case I got wet preaching. I didn't know if I would or not. I thought if I got to sweating and got wet, I wouldn't have to go home wet. I could change my clothes and go home comfortable. You see, those clothes have been provided for me. It's my garment. It fits me. I don't have to go home wet. They're mine. They're provided for me. Now I can reject it. And I can drive all the way home wet. And I can be miserable. Or I can take the provided garment. And go home protected. I can have beauty for ashes. I can take the all of joy over mourning. The garment of praise over heaviness. These are provided for me, to me, by my God. They're mine to use. I can use them. I can wear them. It's your choice. It's your choice. You can be weary. You can be heavy. Or you can have joy. 
unspeakable, full of glory. How can I have that? Because he promised it. And God's only as good as his word. Huh? Amen. You can wear the garment of a Laodicea slave if you want to. You can wear a slave's garment. That we're caught up in this hate atmosphere and this council culture. Get caught up into all this mess that's going on. Let your own family unfriends you on Facebook. Hey, it happens. Council culture. You can get caught up in all that. Have the worst Thanksgiving you've ever had, fussing and fighting. Or you can just put on your garment of praise. Amen. You see, God was bringing his people. He was bringing his people out. He was changing their thinking. He was changing the way they thought. He was confirming his promise. He was giving them a change of a garment. For he said in Exodus 3.22, But every woman shall borrow of her neighbor and of her, of her that sojourn in her house jewels of silver, jewels of gold, and raiment. And you shall put them upon your sons and upon your daughters, and you shall spoil the Egyptians. When they left Egypt, they had gold, and they had silver, and they had a raiment. What did they have? What did they have? That's what they had. That's what God gave them. Gold and silver and a change of raiment. He gave them that to go into the presence of their God. Not as slaves, but dressed like royalty. Not as a bunch of mud daubers with ragged clothes, but dressed them, hallelujah, as royalty with gold and silver and fine linen. He dressed them that way to bring them in to his presence. Revelation says, let us be glad and rejoice. Told you it's a garment of praise. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the lamb has come and his wife hath made herself ready. The prophet said, here she comes, both bride and groom, and to her was granted that she'd be arrayed. She should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for fine linen is the righteousness of saints. What God do it? Providing the garment for this exodus. <laughs> Leaving as a people, as a bride and a groom. You ever went to a wedding and the groom had on a tuxedo with a real nice bow tie and what's that thing called? A bunion? Bun? What's Thank you. Yeah, one of them things. Dressed all real nice and his wife has on a flash sack. Anybody ever been to that wedding? Don't the wife, the bride always, actually she always looks better than the groom. Oh, thank you, Lord. I wish I was outside right now. Hallelujah. That's what we need today. We're trying to take this exodus in an old slave garment. Well, I ain't no good and nobody likes me and everybody's against me. Slave mentality. Well, I'm beat down. Don't be beat down. Don't feel sorry for yourself. Oh, nonsense. You just need to change your coats. You just need to change your garment. God has provided for us. God has provided for our exodus. He hath given us a garment. This hour of coldness, the deadness of the raging Laodicea flu. 
You think the COVID-19 is bad, the layout of the flu is worse. Huh? God hath provided a garment for our protection, for our warmth, for our journey. Oh, I don't know about you, but I'm so glad that he has tonight. What is this garment, Brother Darrell? What is the garment that God has given us? I'll tell you what it is. It's the Holy Ghost. He's wrapped us. Not only wrapped us, but it's in us. It's around us. It's on us. Hallelujah. Covered, saturated, protected by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Who provided Joseph? With a seamless rainbow coat. Anybody know that's right? His father did. Joseph's father gave him a seven-colored rainbow coat. Seamless. You couldn't tell where it started, and you couldn't tell where it stopped. Sound familiar? like an eternal ring no beginning and no end I am the alpha and the omega oh my the seamless coat was a type of the Holy Spirit that has no beginning and it has no end he said I took back there see Joseph when he was born of his father and loved by him and rejected and hated by his brethren his father gave him a coat with many colors seven colors only seven original colors and this coat went over his little body just exactly like the rainbow was given over Jesus after his death burial and resurrection when John saw him he had a rainbow around him to look upon as Jasper and Sardis stone that was the stones of Ephraim and other Benjamin and Reuben and how that he was the first and the last the rainbow around him which meant a covenant Jesus the son had a covenant but I remind you of the magazine in 1963 of the cloud but before the cloud right before it was a story about a rainbow that was caused not by the sun but it was caused by the moon who is the moon the moon is the bride amen and not only does a sun have a rainbow covenant but in the 11th hour God in the heavens he gave a moon bow showing that my covenant that I had with my son is now with his bride And we have a seven-colored rainbow covenant. Glory to God. A seamless garment called the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus gave it to the church as a covenant. And the rainbow is always a sign of the covenant. The rainbow identified as God's protection. Joseph's coat of many colors was his rainbow coat. It was made without seams. It was a type of the Holy Spirit. Showing the Father's covering his body wrapped up in the coat protects. And the Holy Ghost is the protection of the body. Today, notice, was given of the Father. And after Joseph's death, the coat was returned back to the Father of type of Christ. He gave his son that coat, but on his death, what did he do? He surrendered that spirit, that coat, back to the Father. It went back to the Father, but on the day of Pentecost, he sent that coat back down. Just like Elijah and Elisha. Remember when Elijah was getting ready to leave, he said, what do you want? You've walked with me these 10 years. You've been molded, you've been shaped. Let me tell you something. God will never cut this message to fit your funny ideal. But he will cut the hide out of you to fit this message. 
He threw his mantle over Elisha. It didn't fit. He walked with him 10 years. Now they got down to the end of the road. He said, what do you want, Elisha? What do you want? You know what he said he wanted? I want a double portion of your spirit. He said, if you see me when you go, you can have what you ask for. Elisha to carry out the ministry. In order for Elisha to carry out the ministry, to fulfill the words of the prophecy, he must have the same anointing that rested on Elijah. He must have that mantle. In order for the bride to finish up the ministry of Jesus Christ, she must have the same mantle that he had, to save the same ministry that he had, to have the same life that he Come on, somebody. It has to be because he never finished his ministry when he was here. He left a portion for his bride and the only way we could ever fulfill that ministry is by the same coat it's by the same garment it's by the same holy ghost the same life the same power amen <laughs> hallelujah he followed elijah across jordan to a secret place When Elijah went up, Elisha said, you promised. You promised. And down came the mantle. Down came the mantle. Ten years of walking with the prophet. Ten years of being cut to fit the mantle. Elisha picks up the mantle and he put it on. Ten years of walking with the prophet. Ten years of following the message. He put the mantle on and the mantle fit him. Hallelujah. And he goes back down to the river. The same river that they just crossed with Elijah. He goes back down to the same water. He takes the same mantle and he strikes the water. And he says, where is the God of Elijah? He wasn't asking a question. He was making a statement that the God, hallelujah, that the God that was on Elijah doth now rest on Elijah. It come up on Elisha. He done double the miracles. And he said, the works that I do, shall you do so also and greater. Which means more. Amen. The robe that Elijah was wrapped in was a type of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It was a symbol of the Holy Spirit. The robe fell back from the chariot. He picks it up. He laid it on his own shoulders and went down to the Jordan. Got the same results. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. He rose from the dead. He set it on high. He pulled off his mantle. He folded it. He sent it back down on the day of Pentecost. And brother, sister, tonight we sit here, not as a bunch of Laodiceans, but we sit here tonight of the people with a Pentecostal blessing in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are not Miss Baptist or Miss Pentecost or Miss Catholic or some other title of a denomination or an organization, but we are Mrs. Jesus Christ represented upon the earth tonight. Where is the God that was on Jesus Christ? Where is the power of the resurrection? I'll tell you where it's at. It's on you. It's on me. It's in you. It's in me. It's the God. Hallelujah. It's our provided garment for our body change. We are going in a rapture. <laughs> you see Jesus at the river? He said, Isaiah 61, the Spirit of God is upon me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath 
anointed me. Where did that anointing come from? When did that anointing take place? Down at the river. Job baptizing. The Lord said, on whom you see, the Spirit of God descend like a dove. The rest of them, this is the one. And Jesus, the baptism that he had was the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Listen to this quote. It was the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which was in him, that came on him at the river Jordan after he was baptized in water. John bar, bar record seeing the Spirit of God like a dove coming down. Notice, then he went up and he sent back that same robe. He was wrapped in the Holy Ghost upon the church, the garment for the exodus. When you receive the Holy Ghost garment, you get the same thing that he got at the river and he wraps you in his robe that he was wrapped in, a robe fit to reign with a king. Is that possible, Brother Darrell? Is that even possible? Well, why do you reckon he said he's not ashamed to call us brother? Is it possible? Jesus said so. Jesus said it was possible. Mark 10, 39. Don't think your thoughts. Think his thoughts. He sent a prophet to change your thinking. He sent a prophet to change your thoughts. Is it possible that we could be dressed in the same garment that Jesus was dressed in? Wrapped in the same robe that he was wrapped in? Is that possible? They asked him in Mark 10, 39. They said unto him, we can. And Jesus said unto them, ye shall drink. For they said, can we drink of the cup? You, can we sit at your side and drink from your cup? And he said, can you? Can you drink from the cup I drink from? And they said, we can. Yes, we can. And he said unto them, ye shall indeed drink of the cup that I was drinking. And with the baptism I am baptized with, shall ye be baptized. He said, you can. Yes, you can drink from the same cup I drank from. Yes, you can have the same baptism I had. Yes, you can wear the same robe. Yes, you can. Somebody needs to write a song about that. Yes, you can. Can I drink from the same cup? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Can I cast out devils? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. How can I? Because he said so. Amen. Amen. When the church picked up that robe of the Lord Jesus, it started performing miracles. And as long as there will be a true church in the earth, they'll always be performing miracles. Sure it will. Wrapped in the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. And his spirit dwells in the church and performs the miracles just like he did. As the Father sent me, so send I you. As the Father that sent him went with him and was in him. And the Jesus that sends you goes with you and is even in you. What a beautiful picture. Can we just look at one more? On this thought of a garment. Changing a garment. When I was thinking about this, it came to my mind of Rebecca. A lovely Rebecca. When Eliezer went to fetch a bride for Isaac, he went among Abraham's, oh, don't miss this. He went among Abraham's, as you well know, Abraham's own kinder to get that bride. He didn't go for a pretty face. Not something painted up. But he was looking for character. One of a blood relation. 
You see, he was looking for a bride for Isaac that would have the same character as Isaac because they came from the same bloodline. Oh my God, help us. When Eliezer went to fetch a bride for Isaac, he went among Abraham's own kindred to get that bride. Rebecca and Isaac were of blood relation, cousins. And the prophet said, the bride of Jesus Christ is blood relation to him, a blood-bought bride. No wonder she's led by the Spirit. There was a connection. There was a connection. There was a connection coming together. Like two wires touching to turn the light on. Two wires touching to make the circuit, to make the ring. Hallelujah! Something that was connected previously, but had been disconnected, but now reconnected. For God said, I will restore, saith the Lord. Something that was once Something that was once connected, but got disconnected, but God made a way to reconnect. No wonder she was led by the Lord, by the Spirit. There was a connection coming together. There was a union coming together. Eliezer prayed, make my journey prosperous. Let the damsel who comes and draws water, and Ali will draw water. But she said, I'll water your camels also. Let that be the one. And while he was praying, while he was yet praying, his very prayer walked before him. And said, not only will I water your camels, sir. Not only will I give you water, sir. But I'll water your camels also. Now, where was she at? That by the time he got done praying, she was standing there. So she must have been on the earth. She must have been on the scene at the same time as the servant who came to find her was on the scene. Oh, God. I remember a few years ago, I was up in Alaska, and a sister up there was praying for her son, who was backslid on God. And she came, I was standing at the altar, and she said, Brother Darrell, I'm really concerned about my, my son, and she told me his name, and, and she just started talking, and, and then she just, it just opened up, and she just started telling me these, all these things, she just started telling me, it just started pouring out of her, and she was crying. And while she was talking, I looked up, and coming down the aisle was this boy. He come walking right down the aisle, and I said, sis, I said, ain't that your boy? And she turned around. We had church that night. Her very prayer was answered while she was still standing at the altar. The son she wanted to see in church was standing right behind her before she ever got the prayer request out. Did not God say, I'll hear from the before you even pray, I'll hear from heaven. Hallelujah. Why did Rebecca make that sudden move? Why did she go to the water hole so quickly? Why could the angel speak to her? How could that angel speak to her and cause her to drop what she was doing and go to the well? I'll tell you why. Because she was blood relation. And that's who the angel can speak to tonight. That's who the angel can speak to tonight. That's why you can receive it in others' name. That's why you can hear it in others' name. The angel can come to you because you're blood related. By the blood, we are born into the body of Christ. Rebecca and Isaac was, was his own cousins, both by the fathers. They were fathers, were brothers, they were cousins. Come from the same blood. 
It made them blood related. And when the blood of Jesus Christ is sanctified through the blood of Christ, an open vessel for the Holy Spirit to speak through. How can you hear the seventh angel's message? How can you understand these things? Because your blood relation to Christ, the word. And that's who the angel can speak to. She goes to her bride groom she goes to her bridegroom not just as a virgin but an espoused bride and in order to go she must have a bride's garment she must have a provided garment Eliezer said will you go will you go you know what she said I'll go and he gave her gold and silver the Bible says and raiment And she left out going to her bridegroom. She had gold, silver, fine linen, and riding on a power. She was riding on a camel. The servant brought forth jewels of silver and gold and raiment and gave them to Rebecca and gave also to her brothers and to her mother's precious things. And when she seen Isaac in the field, she never went behind the bushes and changed into her wedding garment. But the Bible said when she saw him, she lit off the camel. Why? She was already clothed. A bride for the bridegroom. And the robe of Jesus is upon the church today. You say, Brother Darrell, what are you saying? Could it be he's coming for himself? What does a robe do? It protects. The body's covered up by the robe. It's the Holy Ghost that's got you covered with the blood. It's God's covenant predestinated before the foundation of the world. Can I have just a few more minutes? Listen, by my natural birth, I am the blood of James Elbert and Mary Jo Johnson Ward. When I was young, everybody said I looked just like my mama. When we used to go to Kmart, everybody thought I was my Uncle Howard, Harold because I looked so much like my mama. But the older I get, well, Cheryl says I'm getting more like my daddy every day. I don't know. But I did one of those age enhancements when I was 105. You don't want to see me. I was showing Brother J.D. in the study before church tonight. I took it home. Hard to put it up on the screen. I look just exactly like my grandma Ward. It is unreal. I about screamed like a woman when I saw it. But what I'm saying is simply this. I look like my mama and I look like my daddy because I have their blood. I'm of their bloodline. But by my spiritual birth. But I mentioned you're the blood of your father and your mother. But being born again, you become the blood of God. And when you become the blood of God, amen, then the genetics of God is in his blood. The character of God is in his blood. The life of God is in his blood. And the blood is, hallelujah, we are the bloodline of almighty God. That's why when Adam stood upon the earth, made in the image of God, Adam walked the earth like a God. He spoke like a God. He lived like a God. Hallelujah. Brother Brennan said, as long as we fuss and fight among ourselves, we still walk as men. Then could it be, my brother, my sister, there is another way that you and I can walk upon the earth. Not just as men, not just as women, but as a God man, as a God woman. Why? Because our Father lives in us. 
Hallelujah. The church is the blood of Christ. The church is the blood of Christ. The church is the blood of Christ by the Spirit because the life is in the blood. That's the baptism of the Holy Ghost that baptizes this into his body, that recognizes only his body, his flesh, his word. The blood bought. Wonder why that Rebecca came before any of the other girls. Do you know that Rebecca and Isaac was blood relation cousins? The bride of Jesus Christ is blood relation to him. A blood bought bride. No wonder she was led by the Spirit. There was a connection coming together. Ben said, hold this carefully in your mind as we come to a close. I'm trying to bring his thoughts now to you. This is what the prophet says. He come from God's mind to give you, to change the way you think. Hold this careful in mind now. Take this next step. Redeem means to buy back. It restores to the original owner. God, by his death, shed blood, bought back his own. He bought back his own. He bought back that spoken word seed bride. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. You always were sheep. You never was a pig or a dog turned into a sheep. That is impossible for every kind of life produces the same kind. There is no change in species. As we were in the thoughts of God and then expressed in flesh, there had to come a day when you would hear his voice, the word, and hearing that voice, becoming aware of your father calling us and recognizing that we are sons of God. We heard his voice and we cried out as the prodigal son, save me, oh my father, I am returning to thee. That's what the word says about you. you. That's what the word says about you. That's what the word says about you. Then take what the word says about you and mount an attack against Satan. Your father wants you to confess his words. If you've got eternal life, there's only four, one form and that's God. You are eternity where you was all the time. You just recognize what happened. You were made for an eternal purpose because you're the manifestation of an attribute that was in God. The thought of you and expressed you and he made an earth to take you out of and to make you a human being and sin come along and perverted his way and you come anyhow, but you was lost with the world. So he come and redeemed you. The expressed attribute was also redeemed this earth by the same way Then his purpose rose on. See, oh, hallelujah, he says. Oh, hallelujah, he says. His purpose rose on. Own. The whole plan of redemption was to bring you back to himself. And he's given us the garment to step back into his presence. Brother Harry and his brothers come. The first exodus, what did he do? He brought them from a natural land to a natural land. The second exodus, what did he do? He brought them out of a spiritual condition into a spiritual baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now he's bringing them from a spiritual baptism of the Holy Ghost right back into the eternal land of the millennium, the great hereafter, the same pillar of fire by the same anointed system, the same God doing the same things and the same word declared the first one, declared the second one and the same word that declared the second one has declared the third one and here we are, we see it among us. Come out, oh come out of this chaos. Come to the living God, come to this word and the word was made flesh and dwell among us and now he's in our flesh dwelling among us. Come out and serve the living God. I tell you the best thing I ever did do. I took off my old coat and put on the new. 
Archie Glad tonight. We took off the Laodicea robe. We took off the slave trade. We took off the tattered garments. We put on the robe that our Father created, that our Father produced for us to wear. And he wraps us in this robe. Fine linen, clean and white, Brother Harry, was granted to her. Hallelujah! Church of the living God tonight, we're not orphans. God hath provided for us a garment, the Holy Ghost that will bring us into our inheritance, the wedding supper, the garment for the wedding supper. Hallelujah. Oh, I felt this last night. Let me read this scripture. 1 John 2.20 But ye have an unction from the Holy One. You have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. I have not written unto you. I have not written unto you because you know not the truth, but because you know it. Hallelujah. I've gave these things to you. I've written these things to you. I've expressed these things to you. Not because you didn't know it, but because you know it. And by hearing it again, it lifts the amnesia off of you. It lifts the amnesia. How does someone with amnesia, how do they get them back? They tell them familiar things, familiar. They keep telling them their name and where they're from and who they're married to over and over and over until the amnesia lifts. And he said, I didn't tell you these things because you didn't know it. I told you these things because you did know it. And I've come to lift the amnesia off of you to show you who you are. You're my son. You're my daughter. And I've come to take you home. I've come to take you home. I've come to take you. I've come to take you home. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, so much, God. I don't have the words to thank you. Oh, for saving me, for ordaining me, for calling me, for writing my name in your book, Lord. I don't have the words to express that you have revealed these things to me. Things that prophets and sages of old have dared to look upon. We can stand and feast on on a Wednesday night. For thou hast prepared in the presence of our enemies a table, Lord. A seven-course meal provided for this bride. That from this food, from this spiritual food comes vitamin alpha. Vitamin B for belief. Vitamin C for Christ. Vitamin D for deity. Vitamin E for eternity. Hallelujah. Oh, God, the vitamins that's feeding our body for the body change. How we we thank you, oh God. How we thank you tonight. We're not feasting on creeds and dogmas. What we're feasting on the unfailing word body of the Son of Man. How we thank you tonight, Lord God. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight, Lord. Mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh God. Oh God, a provided garment, Lord. A moon bow made at the 11th hour. Put in a book called Life. Oh my God. 
How much more perfect could it be? Right before the picture of Christ, the cloud picture. Right before the cloud picture, a moon bow in Hawaii. Honeymoon capital of the world. At 11 hours, at the 11 o'clock hour, a moon bow appears. Showing your covenant is with your bride, your people. She will not fail. She's predestinated not to fail. I have wrapped her in my garment of the Holy Spirit. How we thank you tonight, Lord God. Oh, Lord, speak to every heart tonight. Listen, children. If you're here tonight, young people, you're trying to walk this journey that old Laodicea garment, it'll never work. It'll never work. Oh, it's got religion to it. It's got religion to it. But oh, we need more than religion. We need a life. Oh, the best thing you'll ever do, young people, is to take off that Laodicea robe and put on the robe that your Father provided for you. The seamless robe of the Holy Ghost that'll take you in the rapture. That'll take you into His presence. Oh, friends, tonight, don't let this heaviness of this day, I know it's heavy, it's a hard time, nobody denies that, but don't let it get to you. Wrap yourself in the garment of praise. He's give you a garment of praise over the heaviness. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah tonight. Just let this praise be upon your lips. Take your gate of praise. Hang your gate and step through it tonight into his presence. Oh, my. What's the devil going to do every time that he afflicts you? You start praising God. The harder he hits you, the more you praise him. What's he going to do to you then, friends? That every time he punches you, every time he tries to knock you down, you praise God that much harder. Oh, receive tonight what the Father has for you. Receive it tonight in the name of Jesus. Receive it tonight, these words that God sent a prophet. These things I read to you, I read them for a purpose, friends. I wanted you to know this is what the prophet said. He sent this prophet to tell you his thoughts concerning you. To change your thinking. To change your thinking, to show you the robe is for you. The robe is for you tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Do you love him? Do you believe him tonight? Do you believe your father loves you? You believe your father will take care of you? Then whatever you have need of tonight, you don't, don't hold on to that. Don't hold on to that problem. Don't hold on to that fear. Don't hold on to that depression. Just hold on to him. Just hold on to Jesus tonight. He's the stabilizer. He's the stabilizer. Hallelujah. Just hold on to him tonight. Amen. Take off that old coat and put on the new. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Do you love him tonight? How many has you need? Just as every head's bowed, just for a moment. We'll close. I said, Brother, I, I, I need the Holy Ghost. I, I need a closer walk in my life. I, I've been slipping, Brother Darrell. I've let things come back into my life. But I want to cast those things down tonight. If you're here, you just want to rededicate yourself. You've heard his voice speak through the word. He's calling you for a higher walk. He's calling you for a more consecrated life. More than just going to church two or three times a week. But a walk with him. To talk with him. To live with him. And him live through you. A consecrated godly life. Oh, friend, every hand in the building, including mine, should be up tonight. That's what we need, Lord. That's what we desire, God. Pour your spirit out upon us, Lord. Rain down upon us tonight, God. 
If that's what you need tonight, just ask him right there. Just ask him right there. Heavenly Father. God, I didn't even look, but Lord, I know there was hands raised. And in the name of the Lord Jesus tonight, by the same anointing that raised my Lord from the grave, by the same anointing that spent the spirit of Elijah back to the earth, by that same anointing tonight, may you move upon every heart, dear God. May you move upon every life, God. And may we leave here more consecrated. May we leave here, Lord, a more gentle, humble people, Lord, more sincere, more honest, God. Grant it tonight, Lord. May we leave more like you, God. We surrender ourselves to you, Lord. We see the garment that's provided. Lord, I'm taking off my old coat tonight. Lord, I want to put on that garment. I want to walk in your presence, Lord. I want to live in your presence, Lord. I want, to be, I want those words to be fulfilled in me that where I am, there shall you be also. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there shall you be also. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus, tonight. Thank you, Lord Jesus, tonight. Amen. How many of you here tonight, maybe you're sick in body. You just need a touch from the Lord. If you just raise your hand tonight and say, Brother I just need a touch. God bless those hands right there. God bless those hands right there. Amen. God bless that hand right there. Hallelujah. I just got a text earlier today. I prayed for a meth addict. Here about six months ago, I guess it was. Boy, it was a meth addict. I got a text today. Said I've been clean ever since you prayed for me. If he can do that for a meth addict, friends, he can do that for you tonight. Oh, God, we're so thankful for Sister Erica's report today. We're so thankful, dear God. For these other reports of these healings and these testimonies, you're no respect of persons tonight, Father. And Lord, you see the hands that was raised. I pray in the name of Jesus, may your spirit move upon each need, Lord. Whatever the need would be, Lord, may it just leave them, we pray. In the name of Jesus Christ, may the testimony be on the desk this weekend. Oh, God, grant it, Lord, that you move for them tonight because you're a good, good Father. That's just the way you do it, Lord. Grant it tonight, Lord Jesus, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Oh, do you love him tonight? Isn't he wonderful? God is good all the time. Brother Harry, sing that song, Fine Linen, Clean and White. Can we just worship him just for a minute? Turn the service over to Brother Jewel. Amen. Let's just worship him for a minute. The Spirit and the Bride. Sing, come. The elect are being stirred inside their hearts. Our in time has come. We have lived the Father all one. Soon we'll be with our Lord forevermore.
Exodus. We're in an exodus. We're going to leave here one day. Amen. Amen. Anybody ask you where I'm going? Where I'm going? Someday soon. Oh, let's go together. Anybody ask you where we're going Where we're going Someday soon Oh, I'm going up yonder I'm going up yonder Yes, Lord I'm going up yonder To be with my Lord Oh, 
everybody asked you where you're going, where you're going someday soon. If anybody asked you, don't be bashful where you're going. Just remember the promise where you're going someday. take the election results I don't think I have to burn a city down because the election don't go my way because I don't think I'll have to worry much about the elections and who's going to be this and who's going to be that because the way I figure we ain't going to be around much longer it ain't going to matter whether it's a Democrat or a Republican we got another headship we got another leadership we got another governorship we've got another kingdom amen Satan may have built his kingdom he may be wallpapering right now he think he's got it all built pretty he's been working for 2,000 years to achieve what he's got right now but I want the devil to know we're fixing to tear it down we're fixing to put every devil under our feet we will not leave here empty but we're going to leave here victorious with the power and the baptism of the Holy Ghost the power of the resurrected Jesus Christ will cast out devils blinded eyes will be opened limbs will be restored the dead will be raised and the bride's body will be changed in a moment and a twinkling of the eye and the world will know that we have been with Jesus hallelujah we have been with Jesus because the very life of Christ is manifested through us blood relationship to him oh Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the church said. Amen. And the church said. Amen. And the church said. Amen. Oh, 
I better quit. God bless you. Come back. Do you love him tonight? Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. God bless you, sirs. Certainly enjoyed being with you tonight. What makes the devil mad, don't it? Well, I'm going to know how it feels to make my way down the streets of gold. Talk with the saints of old. I'm gonna know what it's like to rest my feet by the river of life. And I know that it's real. I'm gonna know how it feels. I'm gonna know how it feels to make my way down the streets of Saints of old, I'm gonna know what it's like to rest my feet by the river of life. I've heard of heaven and I know that it's real. I'm gonna know how it feels. Did you enjoy the word tonight? Always so lovely to have Brother Daryl here with us. Let's just pray for the services this weekend. Remember the services uh, as we go tonight. Let's just sing that. I'm going to make it an F. Just be praying for one another. Praying for the weekend services. I'm going to make it. It's already said that I would. I'll keep on trusting that he's working everything for my good. He walks beside me in heaven. I hope.